This program is being sponsored by the partners and friends of Keith Butler Ministries. Live your faith was created to help Christians grow in their faith in God and to become rooted in the Word of God. Our partners and friends are making it possible for us to do so. To thank you, we would like to offer a gift. With a donation of any size, you will receive this pre-selected book of the month, Praying at a Higher Level. Please visit www.keithbutler.org and click the banner at the top to receive your gift. Today on Live Your Faith. Because when you plant seed, there are different seasons. And different seasons bring different weather. Hallelujah. So different seasons bring different controversies, different problems, different people, different circumstances. That's the way life is. Hallelujah. I praise God. If you Hi, I'm Keith Butler. Welcome to Live Your Faith Broadcast. This broadcast is about your getting the Word of God in a way you can understand it and use it in your daily life. Romans 1.16 says the Word of God is the power of God to all deliverance. So let's go to the Word and let's walk in deliverance in Jesus' name. Now the... The Lord, and I told you it was coming, the Lord dealt with me that he wanted me to do something I haven't done. And that is teach all the parables of Jesus Christ. Now, I've talked to parables individually at one time or other, you know. I've gone through each one of them over the years that I've been a Bible teacher and taught them, praise God. But never collectively in a series that you walk all the way through each one of them put together. And you have to understand, praise God, that between Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you have different versions sometimes of the same events, praise God. Jesus taught these people in parables, and we'll find out why shortly. And the first question you want to ask is, well, what is a parable? Well, if you look at a dictionary version of it, it says that it is a sim- symbolic narrative of common life conveying a moral adage, the way I would say it would be. It is a short illustration conveying a point of points. Amen. Now, the scripture records over 30 parables of, uh, in the gospel of Jesus. Five parables, or five parables are found in one teaching which we will look at today, five and one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so praise God, that parable is one that uh, Mark 4, 13 forces us to have to begin all the parables with this one. Because Jesus says in verse 13, know ye not this parable. How then will you know all parables? So what he said here was this parable in Mark chapter 4 and this parable of the sower is found in Mark chapter 4. It's found in Matthew chapter 13. It's found in Luke 8. 
the words of Jesus are, this parable is the most important of all. It's the one through which you, you get the understanding of all of the others. And even though I've done some fairly extensive teaching on this parable, there's things in here I've not taught that I'm going to share today. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And so let's turn to Matthew then, Matthew's account. Matthew chapter 13. Praise his holy name. And let's look at what Matthew and Mark and Luke have to say about this particular parable. Praise God. And uh, we'll begin reading here with verse 1. Of course, in the song says, speak, Lord, talking about Jesus. That's exactly what we're about to, about to get for the next number of weeks. We're going to get specifically just him talking. Amen. The Lord talking. Exactly. Amen. Amen. So here in Matthew chapter 13, let's begin reading here with verse 1. The same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside and great multitudes were gathered together unto him. Of course, so that he went to a ship, so he's going to sit, sit into a little, little rowboat, praise God, just right off the shore. And the whole multitude stood on that shore. And then he spake many things unto them in parables. Now, as I have taught my Bible students and, and ministers and all that, this, is that there are five things if you are someone who's interested in learning about the Bible. There's five questions you always ask. Who, where, why, when, how? You ask yourself these questions. First question came to me is I started restudying this because of everything I do. When I studied the word, even though if I've taught it 10,000 times, I would go back and treat it like I ain't never seen it before and tear it apart again. Hello, somebody. First question I have to ask is, why in the world would you teach these people in parables? Why not just talk to them with great plainness of speech? If you want them to understand, why teach them in parables? So, uh, amen. Well, he's going to answer that question here shortly, and we'll find out in just a minute. But the scripture says here, so he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. So uh, the other thing, uh, of course, part of those five questions then, then what tells us, well, so what's the context of this? So Jesus is talking to people who very much in their lifestyle, which is common to them, is planting, planting and harvesting. Okay, I mean, most of the world, we used to talk about 150 50 years ago, even in the United States, a significant part of the world is agricultural. And even people who lived in cities in biblical times, they all had guards at home. Still grew their own food, still had their own animals, a lot of stuff. And we know this because of the sacrifices and things that they did. So everybody Jesus is talking to gets this. We're all city people. And because city, we're city people, a lot of us ain't got nothing to do with seeds. <laughs> Planting and harvesting. We have to read and see. Let's see, what does that say? Do turn it down directions. Oh, add water here. Okay. But we have to figure out what to do. But these people understood. Uh, amen. And so Jesus then, he said, now, 
uh, and his example is this. Suppose a guy's got a bag of seeds and he, he wants to harvest and he's going to reach down in there and he's just going to fling these seeds out onto uh, the ground. Amen. And he's going to talk about how each kernel of seed could land in a certain place and what could happen. Praise God. Amen. And when he sold some fell wayside and the fowls came and devoured them up. Well, wayside is this. It, the seed, of course, if you take a seed and you toss it out like that, and then the seed is just lands on top of the ground and it just remains on top of the ground, what's going to happen to it? Birds will come and eat it. Now, Jesus tells us, and he will tell us further in this parable, and he tells us in Mark chapter 4, that the seed that he is referring to is his speak, Lord, the word of God. Amen. Paul is going to say it another way. In Romans 1.16, he's going to say the word of God is the power of God. Dunamis. Supernatural ability of God. Unto all deliverance, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And so, praise God, the wayside seed is seed that's on top of the ground. So it's just easily taken. Then he continues on, praise God. Amen. With verse 5. Some seed fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no depth of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered the way. Well, the stony ground, or some seed that fell, fell among rocks, amen, the seed's problem was, first of all, it was only in a shallow place. And because it's in a shallow place, it doesn't have much protection. And in time, because it's so, so shallow uh, planet, the sun's rays will penetrate the soil and burns up the seed because the seed is not planted deep enough. Additionally, because it's not planted deep enough, it doesn't take any roots. And then uh, Luke describes it as another, there's another problem. Keep a finger here and turn to, to Luke's account in Luke chapter 8. And he says one other thing about it. Can I get three hallelujahs this morning? Hallelujah. 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 In Luke chapter 8, and we read here in verse 6, praise God. He says here, and some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away. So it did spring up. Amen. There's a little bit of something came out of it. It sprung up, but it withered away because it lacked moisture. So the seed was a little bit in the soil. But what was available inside the seed? could not be released because it wasn't watered enough. Well, I didn't give us some questions like then, well, so what is watering? Okay, amen. And if depth is a problem, then we better find out what depth. How do you get the depth? How do you dig it into the soil? I mean, there's a bunch of questions that start coming up. We got to answer, amen. Then when you get here to verse 7, some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. 
So, praise God. Uh, any of us who have planted anything know this, that if you do put some seed of any type in the ground, praise God, what can come up all around it if you don't do some pruning is that you can wind up having a whole bunch of weeds come up. Tall, nasty, prickly weeds. And if you get weeds completely surrounding the seed, what happens to it? Jog it. Kill it. Amen. And so, praise God. So we've already seen here that, and of course, in this church you know, these seeds is the word represented with people. And then verse 8, another fell on good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. Now, before I do that, the Lord's reminding me to give you one more about the thorns. So turn to Luke chapter 8. Praise God. One more thing about the thorns, he said. Uh, amen. amen. In chapter 8, we'll, we'll take a look at verse 14 over there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says, and that which fell among thorns are they, which when they have heard the word, they go forth and are choked with merimna. It's the Greek word for cares, praise God, also means distractions. They are deceitous, choked with distractions or cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to maturity. So there can be a little bit springing up from hearing the word, uh, amen. But it's just gonna be a baby. It's not gonna get to grow up. It's gonna get killed. Then praise God. And when we looked at that hundred, uh, looked at that good ground, and other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirtyfold. Amen. Amen. Well, now this tells us about the power of the seed. That the seed's potential is that one seed put in the ground can produce from that one seed 100 others of the same plant. One for 100. Shh. Man, that's some power right there. Now, I said some 30, some 60, some 100, and that, that's a whole issue dealing with, with, praise God, how much depth, how much moisture. Hallelujah. How much time and something else. Turn to Luke's account of this. Praise God. Luke chapter 8 again. Amen. Should have had you keep your finger in both places. Hallelujah. But in Luke chapter 8, this time, let's take a look at verse 15 over there. Praise the Lord. And it says, but that on the good ground are they which an honest underline and good underline heart having heard the word, keep it underlined, and bring forth fruit with patience. 
So here's another ingredient that is required in order to get all the way to 140. And it answers part of the question of why some are 30 and some 60 and some 100. How much time did you give it? How much patience did you walk in? And of course, we know this word patience means patience endurance. Hallelujah. Because when you plant seed, there are different seasons. And different seasons bring different weather. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So different seasons bring different controversies, different problems, different people, different circumstances. That's the way life is. Hallelujah. I praise God. If you live, praise God, 50, 60, 70, 100 years, amen, you don't have to be that old. Even if you're just a teenager. You've already gone through different seasons. Amen. You were an infant, but then you became a toddler, a child and toddler. Amen. Hallelujah. Became a child, preteen and now teen. Amen. Soon to be adult. And there are different challenges, different thinking, different understanding, and different problems at every stage. Amen. And so it is with your walk as a Christian. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. So that's the other ingredient, if you're taking notes here. That's the other ingredient that is required in order to get to hundredfold. Thank you, Jesus. So they have an honest heart, which is going to matter in just a minute, a good heart. They hold fast the word and they produce with patience. This seed then is going to have all the other things that the other three didn't have. It's going to be planted with proper depth. And it's going to be in that ground long enough to take root. It's correctly planted. It's planted with much concern given to it. Praise the Lord. Now, then as we go back to Matthew 13, verse 9, Jesus says this, who have ears to hear, let him hear. What's he saying? The seed must be highly valued. Now, we already know Mark 4, 14, it says in Mark 4, 14, and it's about this, the seed is the word of God. Amen. This is the reason why. When I begin a message, I have you lift your Bible and say, this is my Bible. The Bible is God speaking to me. The Bible is the truth. And it has in it what I should think. It tells me what I should believe. It tells me how I should walk. It is the most important thing in life. Amen. And indeed it is. Amen. Praise God. So it must be highly valued. Amen. Jesus is saying. Greatly value this teaching he's about to give them. Well then, praise God. Verse 10, the disciples asked my question. And the disciples came to him and said, well, how come you speaking to them in parables? Why don't you just speak to these people plainly? Why are you doing this? And he answered. And he said unto them, because. What does because mean? Here's why. It is given unto you to know the mysteries, which is mysterion, secrets. It's given to you to know the secrets of the kingdom, but to them it's not given. And I went, why? What made them so special 
that Jesus said, I'm only going to give you these secrets. Now remember, the things Jesus is about to teach here and explain to them are things prophets, men and women of God wanted to learn and know for centuries and it was locked up and not available. There are a lot of things in the book of Revelation still, things that God has kept tight and has not allowed yet the revelation and understanding to be given. Why? Because it's not time. And some of the things now that he is releasing and allowing to now to be brought forth that you never heard before until recently is because it is now that time. And he's giving them this revelation because it is the time of their visitation. Amen. So, praise God. <laughs> I said, well, why in the world are you going to give to them? And there was two reasons I found. Praise God. Amen. Let me give you reasons number one. Turn to Mark chapter 10. Thank you, Jesus. I said, thank you, Jesus. Mark chapter 10. Now, let me give you the background of Mark chapter 10 before I read it. There's going to be a young man who comes to Jesus and he's going to present himself, praise God, in verse 17 there, he's going to present himself as a, someone who is a doer of the word. He says, Master, what should I do that I may inherit eternal life? He said, why do you call me good? He said, he goes on, he said, well, you know what? He said, you need to keep the prophets, you need to keep the keep the commands. He said, I've done all this all my life since I was a child. And Jesus looked at the man in scripture said, and this is why Jesus said what he said to him. Jesus looked at him in scripture said in Mark 10, he said, and he loved him. So Jesus' response is going to be from a heart of love, not to do damage to him. And Jesus said, you only lack one thing, man. Woo! I read that. You only lack, you only got one problem. I guarantee you, if Jesus got in front of me, he wouldn't say, Keith, you only got one problem. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he would say, here's one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he'd tick off a few. How about y'all? So we understand we're talking about quite a dude here when Jesus said, you only got one problem. Right? You got one thing you lack. Go sell what you have. Give it to the poor. You'll have treasure in heaven. Amen. Come follow me. And the young man went away greed because the Bible said he was rich. He had great possessions. And he only had one problem, but the one problem was the possessions had him. And he didn't have the possessions. Well, Peter got upset, you know. Uh, and the rest of the disciples, again, in Mark 10, is telling it to you. You can go home and read it. And Peter and the rest of the disciples got upset, they said, because Jesus turned around and says, how hard it is for a rich man to enter in the kingdom of God. And it says the disciples were astonished. And then Jesus said a second time, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle, which I won't teach on today, but, but to go through an, an eye of a needle than for a rich man to get in the kingdom of heaven. And it said they were astonished out of measure, which means they went, What? Now, I tell you something. If this traditional Bible teaching you here in these churches, if the disciples were all poor and they had nothing, it would not bother you if Jesus said, rich folks can't go to heaven. You'd be like, that's right, Jesus. That's right, dude. Oh, filthy rich folk. They give me. Wouldn't bother you at all. But they were astonished out of measure. Why? Because they had some money. Where do you think Jesus found them? 
Matthew's a tax collector. Tax collectors were inherently unpopular, but they were inherently rich. Matthew, praise God. When you get to Peter and all the rest of them, they had businesses. Homes, the Bible tells us. Families even. Hallelujah. And they were blown out the water. They were, and then they said, well, who can be saved? As rich people can't be saved. And Jesus said, with man is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Then my man speaks up. This is where I'm going to pick up start reading. Who's my man? Peter, man. Peter's my man. Now, I know Peter, people get on uh, Peter's case because Peter was walking on the water and sunk. But who else walked on the water? I heard somebody say decades ago, I'd rather be a wet water walker than a dry boat rider any day. Amen. At least he got to experience the miracle, praise God. So Peter's going to talk up and he's going to say something that y'all say too. In verse 28, then Peter began to say, y'all Lord, we have left everything. We left our businesses. We left our families, we left our money, we left everything, and we followed you. You need the Lord Jesus into your life, and you say, how can I receive him? It's very easy. The Bible said in Romans 10, 9, if you will acknowledge him with your mouth, believe God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Ask him to come into your life right now. Tell him you believe he's alive and well. He will come into your life and save you and you'll never be the same. Live your faith was created to help Christians grow in their faith in God and to become rooted in the Word of God. Our partners and friends are making it possible for us to do so. To thank you, we would like to offer a gift. With a donation of any size, you will receive this pre-selected book of the month, Praying at a Higher Level. Please visit www.keithbutler.org and click the banner at the top to receive your gift. Mark your calendars for the 2022 Annual Word of Faith Convention, July 20th through July 22nd at 20000 West Nine Mile Road, Southfield, Michigan, with a dynamic word from guest speaker, Pastor Michelle Ferguson. Dr. Michael Freeman, Reverend Mark Hankins, Pastor Hank Kuderman, and our conference host, Bishop Keith Butler. For more information, go online to www.convention.wordoffaith.cc. Don't miss it. We're taking the Word of God to Eastern Europe and Western Europe, praise God, and other parts of the world. God wants everyone to hear the Word. And that happens because people partner with us. You become people that support what we do. And if you want to see the gospel go beyond just your neighborhood and you want it to go to people around the world, then we encourage you to pray about becoming a partner at Keith Butler Ministries. We want to thank you for your prayer and your support. And remember to keep fighting the good fight of faith.